Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast brought to you by Violet Defense. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products, or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Go to their website at www.violetdefense.com. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive. Uh, we have a Sideline Interactive video score table in our school, and it is fantastic. I really encourage you to contact these folks. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action to see what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com to check out their scoring tables and video boards. We also want to thank Wall of Fame by Vital Signs for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options, along with an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, visit www.vitalsignswalloffame.com or to learn more and to get started with your digital Wall of Fame tribute, call us at 614-981-3589 or email us at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Finally, we want to thank Athletic Services by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Go to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the players and parents who really love your program a voice and help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out our testimonials, and then call us at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to thank our partners, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herc Jones, along with Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. 
for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying in Florida and back to Tallahassee, where I spent uh, a few years as the athletic director at the McClay School. We're very privileged to have Dr. Megan Bunning uh, as a guest today. Uh, she's got an incredible uh, sports background, uh, Division One athlete and coach. Uh, but right now, she is a teaching specialist and a researcher at the Florida State University Coach Interdisciplinary Center uh, at Florida State University. She'll tell us a little bit more about what that means. Uh, she's also um, got quite a resume. Uh, we, we don't have time to go into it, but uh, she's a uh, approved consultant for the U.S. Olympic Committee and Paralympic Committee in the uh, mental performance area, which is uh, you know certainly a huge topic these days. So uh, I'm going to take a breath and say, you know, Dr. Bunny, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Looking forward to this. Well, uh, again, we connected. Um, uh, it sounds crazy nowadays, or I guess it doesn't sound crazy. We connected online, you know, through a couple of uh, different uh, websites, but we've also had uh, Dr. Tim Baghurst uh, from the FSU Coach Program on earlier. So uh, we're excited to hear what you have to uh, offer. So let's jump right in. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and, and how your path has brought you to uh, Florida State. Okay, so I grew up in Greer, South Carolina. For those of you that don't know where Greer is, that's near Greenville, and started playing softball when I was about 12 years old, so I was kind of a late bloomer. I was a pitcher, and that's important because that softball has gotten me to where I am today. So went to Riverside High School and then on to the University of South Carolina, where I was a pitcher for them for four years. Um, while I was at South Carolina, I got my undergraduate degree in exercise science, motor development, and decided after I finished my career at South Carolina that I was done with school and I never wanted to coach. So I went and played pro ball for a year and took my first coaching position at Florida State. Uh, in between, I had a brief stint uh, with the British national team. I helped them uh, reach the 2004 Olympics. So I was actually the first pitcher to ever pitch off of the pitching rubber in the Athens Stadium, Olympic Stadium. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was, it was a test event. It was pretty, a pretty cool experience and um, something that I just look fondly back on. So Came to Florida State and coached here from 2004 to 2007. And while I was here, decided to use employee tuition assistance to get my master's degree in sports psychology. And it was at that point that things kind of started to change for me, just being uh, going through getting my master's degree and particularly in sports psych, it started to really kind of open my eyes to a lot of things with uh, my approach to coaching. Um, left and went to Coastal Carolina University, which is uh, near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, kind of back up close to family, um, was going to bump into a second position associate head coach role, stayed there for two years, and then made the jump back into the SEC, where I went to Ole Miss and coached there. That was uh, 2009 through 2011. 
when my husband and I moved to Ole Miss, I had a three-month-old little girl, our first, and coaching in the SEC is no joke, and you're gone a lot. I was the recruiting coordinator, associate head coach, and had started my doctorate degree while I was there and decided that it was time to, to get out and just finish this degree. So I made the transition into faculty life um, in the spring of 2014 and went to Augusta University and took up my first faculty position. I was teaching research methods, statistics to graduate students in the College of Education, all the while continuing my research in the sports psych field and coach education. Um, also in 2015, I was close to University of South Carolina again and had the opportunity to work with the SEC network, the digital station um, for six years calling, um, I've, I've called over 200 uh, collegiate softball games on the digital stations for both the SEC network and the ACC uh, X station and continued that work through last season here at Florida State. But in the in the fall or the winter of 2019, FSU coach sent out a call to hire, and it's a, basically we're a coach education program, and it looked like the job description was written by me for me, and so I immediately jumped on it, and the rest is history, so I'm back, back at a home of mine. <laughs> well, I, again, I just always love to hear these stories, and uh, you, know, you mentioned Greenville, um, their county athletic director, uh, Daryl Nance, I don't know if that name rings a bell for you, but uh, he's very big in our uh, national organization. So, uh, uh, and, and again, it seems like you've touched a, a lot of areas at uh, literally an elite level as an athlete, you know, as a coach for some successful programs, broadcasting, you know, and, and now into something that's very near and dear to my heart, coaches education. So very cool. Um, Dr. Bunny, we also ask our guests, which are largely athletic directors, to kind of share um, their uh, the mentors that they've had over their career. Leadership and mentorship is just so crucial in, in our profession. So uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. You know, who are a few of your mentors uh, that you know you think really had an impact on your life and, and helped get you to where you're at today? So the primary mentors in my life outside of my mom and dad um, are for her former coaches. Uh, Bobby Simpson, he was a coach back in the day here at Florida State for baseball and now runs private camps. He was a former uh, British national team coach. And then he also was a longtime uh, educator in Tifton, Georgia, in that area. So he has been a fantastic mentor uh, just throughout the years, I still talk to him. My former collegiate coach, uh, Joyce Compton, she has been a mentor for me and really provided a lot of great information. And I have, um, you know, a few others that I reach out to depending on what it, what it, the, the issue is that I'm needing some development or help with. So I may have mentors in academia, but I also keep my foot in the door in that athletic side for sure. And they're not just my mentors, they, they've become my friends. Wow. Um, again, I just as you're going over your mentors, I'm just thinking of, you know, the people that have, you know, touched my life and uh, got me to where I'm at. Always cool to hear. For our listeners, we are visiting with Dr. Megan Bunning, the Florida State University uh, Interdisciplinary uh, Coach Center. 
Uh, we're going to be back with some more, but uh, right now, let's take a break and hear from our podcast sponsor, Violet Defense. We want to thank Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast. Violet Defense is dedicated to protecting our world from germs by bringing the power of UV disinfection to everyday spaces. Their patented technology enables them to harness the power of the sun to incorporate ultraviolet light into products and environments like never before. Whether you're ready to implement existing products or if you'd like to explore researching and developing a custom deployment of their technology for your school, Violet Defense has the solutions and the experience you need. Thanks again to Violet Defense for sponsoring the Educational AD Podcast, and we encourage you to go to their website, www.violetdefense.com. We're back with Dr. Megan Bunning, FSU Coach Interdisciplinary Center. Uh, Dr. Bunning, um, we've had uh, Dr. Tim Baghurst, who is the director of the FSU Coach Program, on as a podcast guest. Uh, and so I've got a pretty good idea about FSU Coach, but for some of our newer listeners, you know, what exactly is the Interdisciplinary Center and why is it something that, you know, say a current AD or an aspiring AD should get involved with? Yes, yeah, so I'm really glad that you asked that question because it's near and dear to what I do now, obviously I work for it, but I believe in what we're doing, which is why I picked up and moved here. So the interdisciplinary center right now is we're focusing on getting our graduate certificate program, which that has been running uh, graduate certificate in athletic coaching. That's been running for almost two years, maybe a little bit longer. And then our master's degree in athletic coaching launched this summer. So all of our programs are fully online. We also do some work in the community. Uh, we are available to do evaluation of coaches, of teams. We offer mental performance work. Um, you know, so we do, we have our hand in kind of a variety of things, including, you know, research. If people want some research done around the coach education field. And so what, the reason that FSU coach was established was because there are other coach education programs out there, but we wanted to be different. And the way that we wanted to be different is traditionally what will happen is if a coach comes into a program and they need to take a kinesiology course or they need to take a, a sports psych course or something, you'll see faculty from kinesiology departments or sports psychology departments come in and they'll teach those courses. And while it's great information, it's not directly related to what the coach needs to know about that. So FSU Coach has a mission to bring in people that have been coaches, but also have the academic chops as well. So all of our classes, uh, for instance, I'm teaching Ethereum in practice in coaching this year. I'm teaching human performance. Um, research for coaches. So rather than it being focused on, here's just kind of how you do research, it's how can coaches use this information to help them out there on the field? So how do they critique articles? What do they need to look for? What type of data might they use to help them answer some of these questions if they notice things are going on or if they need to present something to their boss or whatever? Um, really excited in the fall. We're launching two very unique courses. We'll have a sports psychology type course for, uh, for coaches. So teaching the coaches how they can implement some of these strategies that we use in sports psych for their athletes and for themselves. But then we also have a coaching 360 course. And this is where I get to teach our coaches 
uh, helping skills. So uh, we're not counselors, so we can't use that term, but most people relate. These are like basic counseling skills. So they're going to be helping skills for our coaches and also how to work with athletes that maybe have hidden disabilities. Uh, so we get to really tailor these courses and mold them as we go to help our coaching students. So for athletic directors, we have some folks that are in a sports management, sport management program that are coming in. And I love it because they see the need to understand things from a coach's perspective. And I'll just tell these ADs out here that sometimes it's a struggle for coaches when you have an athletic director that's never coached. You've never been in the trenches, and so you don't know what it's like that these coaches are having to go through. So having administrators come into our classes, even if it's just the graduate certificate, is fantastic because their eyes get wide open and they say, I didn't realize it was like this on the ground level. So that's really what we're doing. Well, you, you just uh, given me about uh, 20 different questions I'm going to ask, uh, and we'll do this again at the end of the interview, but if one of our listeners wants to reach out and find out more about the program, where do they go? And if they want to reach out and pick your brain a little bit, how do they get in touch with you? Can you give us those uh, uh, addresses right now? Sure. So my address is m.bunning, m.bunning at fsu.edu. You can reach me that way. You can also follow me on Twitter and reach me that way at Dr. Bunning. I know real creative, right? <laughs> and then the director, Tim Baghurst, he's the one that really has the information about the courses and the, the vision for the program. His email is tbaghurst, T-B-A-G-H-U-R-S-T at fsu.edu. All right. Um, we're going to come back and take a little deeper dive into uh, some of those ideas you brought up. For listeners, we're visiting with Dr. Megan Bunning of the uh, FSU Coach Interdisciplinary Center at Florida State University. Uh, we're coming right back, but let's hear from our uh, other sponsor, Sideline Interactive. We want to thank Sideline Interactive for their support of the Educational AD Podcast. And we actually have a Sideline Interactive video score table in our gym uh, at my school, and it is fantastic. I really encourage you to get out and uh, get in touch with these folks. You know, it's becoming harder and harder to fund an athletic department these days, but Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 or more every year while creating excitement in the gym and the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo to see their tables and boards in action and see what these fantastic products can do for you. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We're back visiting with Dr. Megan Bunning from Florida State University. Uh, Dr. Bunning, um, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of times research, and that's in air quotes, you know, can, sometimes gets a bad name, but um, what are some uh, things that you have um, uh, been involved with or aware of that maybe some cutting edge uh, science, if you will, that, you know, an athletic director or coach who's listening uh, should really be aware of 
to do a better job with their kids, coaches, and community? You know, what are some things you can share with us? So I'm not sure that this would be considered cutting edge rather than we know it's been out there and for whatever reason, not much is being done around it, uh, which is why FSU coach is kind of in, in play here. But there are two big things that I would like to talk about. One is we know that there are a large majority, and I can't remember the number off the top of my head, but a large majority of the coaches that we have working with our children and athletes are not certified or educated in, in sometimes any way. And so when you stop and think about that, it makes me question, we have so many people that we're putting into these positions to have direct contact with children. And why are we not vetting them? Why are we not providing the education or requiring education, um, it, at least through some kind of, of credentialed way, right? Every other profession does. Your teachers have to be certified, doctors, uh, counselors, all those sorts of things. So we're in such a, uh, coaches are in such a primary role and a powerful role. And we know through the research that the coach is one of the most influential people in athletes' lives. So you really have that chance to mold and shape them. And so with everything that keeps coming out in the today's media world, where media is so instant access and everywhere now, um, I still challenge athletic directors to make sure that your coaches are, it's more than a background check. It's more than CPR first aid training. It's how are you training your coaches to actually coach? And do you understand what goes into coaching? So there's research in all those kinds of different areas. Um, the other thing that kind of shifting gears a little bit that they may see coming down the pipe is mindfulness training. And I know this happens in classrooms. So we, we are now training teachers to work on mindful practices, but we're also seeing a push with uh, mindful coaching. And so that's kind of where the literature, at least in the mental performance area and coach education is starting to go and just how powerful mindfulness training for coaches to use themselves can be. So I would say that that's something that you, know, you can get ahead of that a little bit by going ahead and introducing your coaches to it and, and teaching them what it is. It's, it's not meditation. I'm not talking about meditation. I'm talking about mindfulness, teaching them how to be present in the moment for a particular purpose. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, obviously your first point about coaches not being certified, um, ADs understand that and, and they grapple with that. Um, at the same time, you know, they are challenged with, you know, putting a team out on the field and finding a coach. And so it's, uh, it, it's certainly an area that needs improvement. On the mindfulness aspect, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but is, you know, uh, can you take just a, a little bit more of a deep dive in that? What, you know, what's something that an AD who's listening right now that they could do uh, with their coaches that maybe they're not aware of uh, to do right now? Yeah, so I'll back it up just a little bit to my own research. Uh, prior to coming to Florida State, I was working with game officials and providing mental performance training to them. So di different various strategies. And what is really coming out of my own work that is aligning with uh, the other mindfulness coming, uh, coming to light is mindfulness and teaching particularly athletes and any type of client how to practice mindfulness 
is laying the foundation for all of the other mental performance work that they may be doing. So if I'm not aware that I am losing focus, then how am I going to correct that? I need to be paying attention to this conversation and my mind is racing about things that are going on at work, at school, what this athlete's parents said, how the athlete responded. And I'm not listening to my AD in that moment. I'm not going to be able to redirect. And so that's just one example. And so working with coaches to, to teach them how to practice mindfulness, and that's something that has to be incorporated in daily life. Like I have to practice that in my office, right? How to practice it, what it is. And then it starts just the simple fact, if they, if they didn't provide any other training, if they just provided the training on practicing mindfulness, the coaches will figure the rest out. So just teaching them, I'm over here with my attention. I need to be here and here's how I can redirect myself so that I can hear, I can be, I can see, and I can see and hear without evaluating and without judging the situation or the person I'm interacting with. So I can get a clear picture. So um, it gets me excited thinking about it because when that piece started really coming out for me in my own research, and then it was like, well, duh, I used to do this as an athlete all the time. There's a name for that. (laughs) So it can be very powerful. Um, So yeah, I think even just laying the foundation for your coaches. And then from there, they can work on that emotion regulation. They can work on um, communication. They can work on... um, you know, stress management and those sorts of things, but they've got to first be aware that something is happening. Very cool stuff. Uh, I dare say you uh, just put another tool in our toolbox, but uh, thanks so much for sharing. Um, We are visiting with Dr. Megan Bunning, Florida State University uh, Interdisciplinary Center for uh, Sport Coaching. Uh, We're going to be back, but right now let's hear from our podcast sponsor, Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Wall of Fame by Vital Signs has a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They provide a variety of interactive touchscreen options and an extensive library of templates to make it easier than ever to recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. For ideas on how to showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments, visit www.vitalsignswalloffame.com. Or to learn more and get started with your own digital Wall of Fame tribute, call them at 614-981-3589. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Hey, we are back with Dr. Megan Bunning from uh, Florida State University Interdisciplinary Coach Center. Uh, Dr. Bunning, um, it's, uh, and for our listeners, we're recording this on uh, September 9th, so it's going to be pretty timely by the time you listen to it. Um, the Olympics are still very fresh in, in my mind, and you know, we had a, a great performance by uh, you know, the United States, particularly our women athletes, uh, but we also saw... Uh, an increased discussion uh, and a very good discussion about uh, this idea of social and emotional uh, health for athletes at all levels. And so here's my question for you. 
um, how can an athletic director or, or a coach do a better job of balancing what might be called an old school approach? You know, come on, you got to be tough. You got to get back in there uh, alongside of being sensitive and aware of the very real emotional challenges that a Generation Z athlete uh, and in our case, student athlete uh, is experiencing. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Yes, I don't know that your listeners are going to like what I have to say, but I'm going to say it anyway and just apologize later, but sorry, not sorry. So anytime in coaches, if you are uh, in ADs, if you're in a, if you've excelled in any position, uh, maybe you take the same approach. So anytime that I look at something and it's not gone the way that I need it to, I always look at myself first. So that's where I'm going to go as an athletic director. And as a coach, when you look at the athletes today, you have to make sure that you are trying to see it from the perspective of the athlete and not what you need, not what you perceive is happening. One of the sayings that I used to laugh at and probably followed um, along with, and it's a movie quote, there's no crying in baseball, right? Now, because I use research, I've been in the field and I use that to inform what I do, which is something that athletic directors and coaches can absolutely do is go to the research. A lot of times it's not like for me, I'm not somebody sitting in an ivory tower, just putting out research and never having been in the field. I've been in the field and I'm researching in the field I was in to try to help. Right. So use the research to inform your decisions. Now we know the no crying in baseball. When we try to suppress emotions, it makes it worse. So if we use the literature and we use what professionals that deal with mental health talk about all the time, you need to acknowledge the emotion, acknowledge it, experience it. Don't talk, don't try to get someone to stop experiencing something, then make that adjustment of how you need to move forward. We don't want to live in it. Okay. So that's just an example of how these athletes are functioning and how we as people need to function. So shift out of that old school mentality. The other thing is, is that we need to be aware that the, the, the media presence, the social media, the access, the filming of games was not like this when we came up, when we played, even me. So understanding that these athletes are potentially putting themselves out there in a way that maybe they don't even want. They're just playing a game, but it's being streamed for the parents or, you know, for scouting purposes or whatever. And the athlete just wants to play, but now there's a clip of them showing up on Twitter and that's not what they intended. So we have to understand that our world today for athletes is very, very different. The other thing that we know from the research is that it's about perception. So, and you may think as an AD or a coach that you're coming across a certain way, you're saying a certain thing for this type of reason, but that's not how it's perceived. And so the way it's being perceived is what's important. So where's the breakdown? So all of that, when I think about that, it's just about additional training. And it's about getting in front of, we were talking about mental health, getting in front of mental health professionals who are qualified to have these conversations and letting them teach you just, you know, warning signs. When does an athlete need to be referred to a licensed professional? 
Uh, or when is this just a mental performance issue that a consultant like myself can help with or that the coach can help with? You know, so what are those warning signs? Uh, how can you equip your coaches, athletic directors? How can you equip your coaches with training to better understand that perspective? And I'm sorry, but it, it does. It takes some training. It takes education. Uh, so that's the response that may be unpopular for some of you, but I'm just going to hit it with you. That's, that's where it's at. No, I, I think you're spot on, uh, you know, the generational differences, you know, certainly even, you know, from me to you and, and you, you know, the, the current generation, uh, obviously there's different challenges out there. So I really do appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and again, we're going to, uh, tell our listeners how to get in touch with you to get more information. Uh, we're visiting with Dr. Megan Bunning. Uh, we're going to be coming back, but uh, uh, right now we're going to hear from uh, Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, who are the sponsors of the Athletic Director's Toolbox. Uh, we're going to give Dr. Bunning a chance to uh, add to that toolbox here in just a minute. So stay with us. We really do want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your athletic program. Athletic surveys by Lifetrack also give the 95% of the players and parents who really do love your program a voice and help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out our testimonials. And then call us at 1-800-738-6466, or you can email us at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, Dr. Bunny, this has really been great. Uh, enjoyed listening to you and, um, and hearing your wisdom, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, we've already established, you certainly know your way around uh, an athletic department as a player, as a coach, as a researcher. Uh, but uh, right now I'm gonna challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only gonna let you put three items in their toolbox. What three things are gonna go in Dr. Megan Bunning's Athletic Surveys Athletic Director Toolbox? So the first tool is one that you've probably heard before, but I cannot stress enough the importance of it. This tool is networking. So when you go to wherever you're gonna go, you network not only within your department, but outside. You're going to have um, what I call a critical friend. Find someone that is outside of your profession that, that you know is going to give you some valuable feedback that may be tough for some people to say. All right. So that critical friend is going to be someone that you trust and that you can go to and say, hey, this situation happened. I'm not really sure how to handle it. And it does not have to be another athletic director. It can just be somebody that's going to shoot it to you straight, but that does not know you so personally that they're too close to you. All right. So find a critical friend and network outside of your profession as well. They're going to give the, the people you meet outside of what you do can sometimes spark that creativity and give you different ideas. 
Another tool to use, I'm going to give you two mental performance tools. The first one is learn diaphragmatic breathing. So I talked about how mindfulness lays the foundation. Another tool that lays the foundation for being able to be present in the moment, but also manage stress and buy yourself time when events arise that maybe are causing you to kind of race or you're getting angry or frustrated. So learn diaphragmatic breathing. And once you learn how to do that, so you're going to breathe from your diaphragm, not your chest. It's going to give you more oxygen. It's going to create a sense of calm and it's going to buy you time to think. All right. So, to, so go Google that diaphragmatic breathing. The third one, this is one of my favorite techniques, and this can be used when you're talking about goal setting. It can be used when you have a situation that arises and you're not really sure how to get the results that you want out of it. So it's the SBR model. Situations plus behaviors equals results. I got this from Bo Hansen. He is an Olympic um, athlete. I think he was triathlete, uh, ultra marathoner, uh, but he uses it for athletic um, assessments. I use it to help people do exactly what I said, manage situations or set goals. The first thing you're going to start with is the R. What results do you want to see? So this could be your goal, or this could be the result of a conversation that you're about to have or a program you want to implement, etc. So identify your results. What are those? Back up to the S the situation that you're in. What are your current situations that you're going to have to manage and deal with? What resources do you have? Uh, who are you able to connect to and involve with this? Anything that's around you that identifies your situation or the department situation. Now focus on the B. What behaviors do you need to take given your situation to get the results that you want? So you start going through, and I would encourage you to write all of these down. It's powerful when you write, is what behaviors do I need to, uh, to have or actions do I need to take knowing my situation right now to get these results that I want to see? And so then you enact those behaviors. And after a little bit, you evaluate. Has my situation changed? If it has, redefine that situation. Are the results that you still want to see the same? If they aren't, modify them. Then are the behaviors that you said that you needed to do, are they working? If not, modify them. So SBR, situation, some behaviors equals results. You know, you probably uh, noticed me madly scribbling all that down. Uh, you know, you're networking, uh, you're right. That's our actually our number one tool uh, from our book. Uh, but the diaphragmatic breathing and the SBR model, very cool. And uh, I'm definitely going to be following up on that. Um, Dr. Bunning, thank you so much for being on. Um, if one of our listeners wants to find out more about the FSU coach program or they want to pick your brain, and I certainly hope they do, uh, how can they go about uh, getting in touch with you? Yeah. So again, my email is m.bunning, m.b-u-n-i-n-g at fsu.edu, or you can follow me on Twitter at, at Dr. Bunning. Okay. And the FSU coach, um, what's the contact for that? Yeah. So if you go on online and you look up FSU coach, you should, if you Google it, I guess, um, the website for that is going to be, off the top of my hand, I'm looking it up. 
fsu-coach-coach.fsu.edu. Okay, great, great stuff. Dr. Megan Bunning, Florida State University Interdisciplinary Center. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. You're welcome. Thanks again for having me. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews are being uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, We appreciate you listening today. Come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Thank you.